First John chapter 4, 7 to 21. If you have your uh, Bibles here. I want to talk about building love, building love, something that's very, very important uh, for us as Christians, and that's what we uh, desire to do. Oh, there you are, you're over on this side there. Shane and Melissa, they were the ones that were heading up our painting, so thank you very much, guys, and you're, you're still going to be with us another Sunday, too. Four more, okay. Amen. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God. For God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we will face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we've not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he's given us this command, those who love God, must also love their fellow believers. Father, we just pray your blessing upon your word here this morning and to our ears. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning, we'd like to share about building love. You know, with all the stress of these last few years, this is something that I see that our whole world could use, building love. And in some cases, it might be rebuilding love because we might have had those love relationships, but throughout COVID and throughout these things, maybe that has kind of gone by the wayside. And so in that case, we'd be rebuilding some of those structures of love. And even as we look to our churches, our families, uh, there's been separation there as well. And I really believe that God is saying it's a time to build on love, to get back to focusing and building on love. Love is something that's so very important for us as Christians, and God tells us that, you know, he does love, and he, that he is love. He's all that love entails. But the part I like about God is that God never stops loving us. You are loved by God. 
You may not feel that you're loved by God. Maybe you're going through situations and circumstances in your life right now where maybe you're feeling unloved, but you need to realize that there is someone who loves you very much, and that person is God. He loves you. He cares about you. And then as followers of God, as Christian people, we too should be rising to that occasion to be loving one another and building love to those around us. As I said, over these last few years, there's been a tearing down of love, even amongst family and friends. And it's really time to correct that, uh, to rebuild it, to seek to restore areas of love for one another. The Bible tells us that love is very, very important. It's a quality that we all need to focus on and not give up on because God himself is love. So we need to love. Now, the best definitions, there's many definitions that we could use, but uh, my best definition is to me is scripture. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, just taking a couple of those verses. What is love? Well, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. And that's the kind of love that we need as brothers and sisters in Christ, as a family of God, that we need to continue to work on and share that with all that we know. It's a powerful gift. It's a powerful expression. The Bible says it can cover a multitude of sins. And we've all been offended, we've all been hurt, all those things have taken place and probably a whole lot more during these last few years. But you know what? Love covers. It can cover it all. It helps us to bear with one another. It helps us to give grace to one another. And that's why I really feel God is saying to us that he's calling us as a body of Christ back to building love, placing love as a priority in our lives. You know, as I, I walk around and, and talk with people and meet with people, I see a lot of people who are hurting, a lot of people who are lonely, frustrated, feeling unappreciated, unloved, missing gatherings of fellowship uh, that they used to enjoy. And, and now as these restrictions have uh, been removed, I think it's uh, really important for us that we pursue those lost times and concentrate once again on building Love, because it's an obligation for the body of Christ to build love. We all need love. We all need love. Every one of us in this house needs to feel love. And I trust that in this place that you would sense God's presence, that you would sense that in this body that there's room for you and that we can pour out love upon you. The books of First and Second and Third John in the Bible, they're at very close to the very end of the Bible, they really focus on this one need that we have as society, that we have as Christians, that we have of people, this whole area of love. And so this morning, I just want to focus uh, on First John chapter 4 and just talk to you about love and some of the things that we can do that we might build love to all those who are around us here. Well, first of all, from this passage in 1 John 4, we see that love builds true Christianity. Listen to the verses 7 to 8. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, 
for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. See, love is that characteristic that really shows that we are God's children. If we don't have love, then something's missing in that relationship with our God, because God is love. And so one of the ways that we know that God is in us is when we start seeing love being poured out from our lives. And you know, love's so important because when we don't have love, things can happen that are not so good. You know, there's been much misrepresentation of Christianity throughout the years because they forgot that important principle that God is love. That's what people are supposed to get out of Christianity. That's what people are supposed to get out of coming to a church, that they are love, that they are love, that they're important. And see, God is everything that love is, and he expects us as his followers to also show that love in every area. And so as Christians, we should be growing in love more and more. We should be experiencing more of his love in our lives and seeking that, because as we do that, then it starts not just, uh, it fills us up, but it then starts to overflow and starts to touch other people who are around us. And that's something that you know, needs to take place, that we need to be an expression of God's love to all those who are around us. You know, Jesus himself, he, he said to us about love that, he said, really, this is, this is something that's so important, it becomes a signature of those who will be considered my followers. John 13, 35 says, your love for one another is gonna to prove to the world that you are my disciples. Now, as you let that kind of seek in, you know, sometimes in church life, things don't always go as smooth as what we would like. Sometimes things don't always happen the way we would like to see them happen. But we need to be reminded where Jesus is saying, you know, your love for one another is gonna prove to the world that you're my disciples. So we want to grow in that area. We want to build a testimony of true Christianity because that's what Jesus is saying to us, is that if you aren't ready to show true Christianity, then in true Christianity, you're going to see love. That's really important. And if we don't show love, the Bible says very clear, then we're a false religion. We're, we're having a false statement uh, of who God is because true love will separate us from the false and that's something that really is needed in our world today. People need to see real Christianity. And the Bible is telling us real Christianity is love. And again, I know there's been misrepresentations by the church of God's love. And again, that needs to be corrected so that our world would see true love in action, true Christianity in action, and that comes by love. God is love. And it, we as his followers need to demonstrate true love because that's what Christianity is about. Love builds true Christianity. And then secondly from this passage, we see that love builds sacrifice. It brings us to a place where there is a willingness to offer ourselves, to deny ourselves, to serve, to give up things for God and for others. It's another example that God's love is in us when we get to that place where we're willing to sacrifice. 1 John 4, 9 to 10 says, God showed how much he loved us 
by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. You know, this is a story of love, a story of sacrifice, where God loved us so much that he was willing to sacrifice his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. God wanted to make a way where there was no way. He wanted to make a way where sins could be forgiven. And so he sent his only son, the only son who was holy, the only son who had never sinned, the only son that could be the perfect sacrifice to atone for our sin. So he sent Jesus, and Jesus came, and he loved us, and he gave up his life. He sacrificed. He was willing to sacrifice himself for us. The Bible says, John 15, 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. And that's what Jesus did for us. And as he did that for us, he expects us to do the same, even to lay down our lives for one another that we might show love to one another. 1 John 3, 16 says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. So real love involves sacrifice, giving up of our rights, our desires for the betterment of others. It's also the reason why you see many Christians, they, you know, they, they give so much time to serve others or to serve in the church or to give to the work of the Lord because they're willing to sacrifice They've experienced the love of God because they've experienced the love of God. It becomes natural for us to give. It becomes natural for us to serve. It becomes natural for us to, to do things and go out of our way to do things for people because the love of God is in us. So love builds sacrifice. It really does. You know, as Christians, we're not to make our lives about ourselves. It's really be focused on others that we care about others. And I think sometimes we need that reminder because it is, it's quite easy just to kind of get absorbed in our own lives or the things that are happening in our own lives that we can very easily forget about some of the plight of others and what others are going through. God demonstrated a sacrificial love to the world and he expects us as his people to do the very same thing, to have a sacrificial love towards others that we might build up love. Then thirdly, out of this passage, we see that love builds relationships. Love builds good relationships because they're based on love. 1 John 4, 11, this is the message you have heard from the beginning, we should love one another. 1 John 4, 19, a few more verses down, it says we love each other because God first loved us. And this is an area that the Bible talks about a lot, about loving others as God has loved us. And to remember that God loved us first. God was not waiting for us to get to that place where all of a sudden, you know, we have a revelation and that we say, oh, you are God. You know, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you. And then God starts loving us. No, God says, I've loved you before you've ever started loving me. 
God loved us in the womb. We've had some baby dedications these last two weeks. And to think of that, that God knew them in the womb. God started loving them in the womb. Even before they were born, God was loving them. That's a pretty awesome thing. But that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to love one another, establish relationships with one another of love. When you realize that all people are important, there shouldn't be any discrimination amongst God's people because we should be loving one another, willing to build relationships of love with one another. God gave us an example here to follow. He loved us first. And that's something that needs to speak to us because as Christians, God is looking to us to be the ones that initiate love towards others. You know, it's easy to love somebody that's loving you. God wants us to take that a step further and say, you know, I want you to love people even though they may not love you. And start caring about people that need to be cared about, people that need to be loved. There's so many people in our world today. I can guarantee you there's people in this house today that are just saying, I wish somebody would love me. Pastor, I thank you that you're talking about love, but I wish somebody could come to me today and say, you know what, I love you, I care about you. What's going on in your life that we could help you with? Love's important. We're all important to God. God loves all people. God loves everyone. And as Christians, we too, we need to love one another. Galatians 4, 5, sorry, 14 says, For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's really quite a, a summary of what all the law entails. Love each other as you would love yourself. Treat everybody as important. Everybody, they are special to God. And it's true, we are. Everyone here in this place is special to God. You are loved by God. God cares about you. He knows your name. He knows everything about you. And he's telling us as his followers, do the same. Love each and every person that you are around and that the people that you see love one another. So as followers of God, I believe God is calling us, build relationships. Build relationships of love with one another, where they're respectful, where they're caring relationships. And that's something we need to work on, that we might not just you know, keep it amongst a small crowd, because sometimes we're guilty of that, that we kind of get enough people in our lives that, you know, well, we got a great group of people and we don't let anyone else into that group. And we always need to be, as Christians, looking to add to the group. Add to the group, uh, because everyone deserves to be loved and everyone needs to be loved. And so look for those relationships of love. Build relationships with others. Another thing I see in this passage out of 1 John 4 shows us that love builds confidence with God. See, love will build a relationship with God and show us that our faith is real. When we start seeing the love of God being demonstrated inside of us and where we start loving people, maybe in unusual ways that we've never loved people before, that tells us something has taken place inside of us, that God is moving inside of us and that love is flowing out of us and now as we are showing the love of God to others. That reality of living in love brings us into a relationship of love, brings us into a relationship where we feel a confidence that yes, 
I, I am my beloved, said he is mine. Uh, I am a child of God. I know I'm, I'm living in a good way. I, I know that as the things of this world begin to get shaken and I begin to wonder, like, is this going to be, is this the end of the end times? Is the judgment of God coming soon? Well, you're not worried about it because the love of God is inside of you. And that love brings you a confidence to know that your relationship with him is in a good place. 1 John 4, 16 to 18 says, we know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in his love. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we've not fully experienced this perfect love. See, as you get into God more and more, and you experience God more and more, and you experience that love of God more and more on your life, suddenly a lot of the things of this world, they're not so important to you anymore. They don't bring you the stress that they normally would bring. They don't bring the fears that normally they would bring because there's a love inside of you that consumes you and that you can trust in God. You're going to have faith in God. There's a strength that is there as you build up that confidence with God. We start to trust God more. We feel more secure, more confident uh, in our faith that we're walking in a right relationship with him because we have that love. And so that love doesn't know what fear is because love conquers fear. It takes over fear. And so we can walk in confidence, not in fear. Fear is not from God. Love is. Love is. And it's such a great indicator that things are, are well with our souls when we sense that love uh, that, are in it, that is in our lives. I like the Apostle Paul. He refers to uh, the love of God in Romans chapter 8. And you can tell that he has a great, great confidence in this love. And he mentions a lot of different areas where you know, things come against us in life and even in the spiritual realms. And he's speaking with a confidence. I'm not afraid. I'm not worried about these things. I'm just going to read two of those verses. But it says, he says, I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or on the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus. That's huge confidence. And that's a confidence each of us can have as we continue to serve the Lord, as we get closer and closer to God and experience more and more of his love in our lives. Love builds confidence. Builds confidence in our faith and in our life that things are well with our soul. Then lastly, in 1 John 4, it shows us that love builds Christian fellowship and community. 1 John 4, 20, 21. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he's given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Now, these verses are really strong, and they go beyond that aspect of 
our, our duty as Christians to love one another, but it also goes beyond that duty to say, I want you to especially love those of the household of faith. God wants us to be loving other believers. You know, sometimes we can love the world and we can do all kinds of things for the world, but we don't do things for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And God tells us that doing things for our fellow, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ is something that's very, very important to him. And I realize that sometimes we all can fail as we uh, get out there in our, in our worlds and we live life, but we need to remember it's important that we love one another in the household of faith. And, and these verses are kind of direct. It kind of tells us that if we don't do that, then God's word says that really our faith is a sham. You know, our faith is a lie if we're not loving one another in the house of God. So that's something that's really important. It is a command of God. It is a true sign that we do have faith or that we are in the faith when we're choosing to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. And it doesn't matter what our backgrounds are, where we've come from, um, God loves us all, and we're to love each other, each one of us. Each one of us should be special especially as brothers and sisters in Christ. And I realize, you know, when we get close, you do become a family. We often refer to our church as a family and that we welcome people to be a part of this family. If you're new here today, we welcome you to be a part of this family, a part of this church, because we want this place to be a family and we want to be loving on one another and caring about one another genuinely. And that's something that God calls us to do. Apostle Peter, he makes that quite plain as well. He says, listen to what he says here, verses 7 and 8 of 1 Peter 4. He said, the end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. But most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for the love covers a multitude of sin. You know, there's been lots of talk about, you know, we are in the end times, we are in the end days. Well, it's telling us, you know, if we believe that, if we really believe that, if the church really believes that, then it, there's two things that the church is going to need to do. The first one, he says, is to be prayed, to be disciplined at prayer, to really go all out, to be earnest as we pray, and we need to do that. I sometimes look at the prayerlessness of our churches in our world today and think that, I don't know if we're there yet, God, that we're taking prayer seriously enough that we would pray for one another because that's what's important, the Bible says, in end times. It also says that in end times, something that else is very important says to show a deep love for each other. And as we love each other, you know what? It covers a multitude of sins. It covers all those things, you know, when we kind of get upset with one another or we have a disagreement, you know, our view is this way, their view is that way, and We've seen that even these last few years, whereas Christians, you know, some have, you know, are on this side, other Christians were on this side, you know, like, well, I believe you should be vaccinated, you shouldn't be vaccinated, and all these kinds of things. And we've allowed that to separate ourselves. That should never have been, never have been. We're to love and we're to have a deep love, and love covers a multitude of sins, offenses, opinions, and all those things. We love you despite your opinions, despite, you know, what, you know, things you do versus what someone else do. We need to be at that place. 
We just love one another. That's where we're going to concentrate on. There's where we're going to camp. And so the Apostle Peter makes that a very important thing to take seriously in these last days. And that's what's important, loving on others, loving on others. True love forgives. True love will cause us to bear with one another. True love will cause us to seek reconciliation. True love will let the past be past and commit afresh to love each other deeply as Christians. And so this morning, as we look at ourselves, as we look at the days that we are living in, I think we need to ask ourselves, how's our love? Are we loving one another? And are we especially loving the brotherhood and sisterhood of believers? That's something I believe God is speaking to us about and calling us to. And so this morning, just felt to share about this common admonishment from Scripture about love. It really is important. It's a powerful gift. It's a powerful expression that builds up people, encourages people, and it can cover a multitude of sins and offenses. Helps us, you know, to, to bear with one another, give grace to one another. And I believe that that's what God is calling us back to or reminding us of. Build love. Build love. And so I encourage you in these next weeks and months, look around you. Look around and see the people where God has placed you and where you're at. How many of those people need love right now? Look around you to your own family or to uh, your own church and look around and see who are the people here that need love right now or could use some love because it really is a time that we need to build on love, building one another up, especially right now in the days we're living in. It's a wonderful gift. It's a wonderful blessing. It's the calling of God to all Christians. Love one another. Build on love. And so as we close here this morning, I just pray that something resonates within you that maybe would help you, that maybe to restore a relationship or maybe uh, start new relationships, maybe to think of people differently and that you might have respect for all people that there be no discrimination in God's people, that we would love each and every individual and treat them equally. Father, I just pray today as we close, Lord, we want to be those people of love. You love the world. God so loved the world. He didn't just love certain nations or certain people. He loved the world. He loved us before any of us even loved him. He loved us even before we even knew of him. And so, Lord, as you love us that much, I pray that you would help us today, Lord, to be the church that you want us to be, to be the people you want us to be, that we would rise above all the things that are happening in our world right now and the things that are separating people more than bringing them together, that we would be a people that are truly God's people, that would start loving on one another, loving people. That, Lord, we wouldn't be worried about race or background or where a person comes from, that we would love each and every person as you do. So, God, I just pray, help us to do that. We want to be the people of God that you called us to be. 
We're thankful, God, that we have a wonderful, wonderful family right here. Lord, we have people from all over the world. We have people from various backgrounds and uh, different cultures. But, Lord, we're here together. Bind us together, Lord. I pray that, Lord, in these days to come and as we recognize that we get closer and closer to the day of the Lord, I pray that you would get us stronger and stronger, that our love for one another would really, really show, and that, Lord, we would bless one another, we would help one another, we would surround one another, we would pray for one another. Lord, that we'd let the love of Jesus flow through us and flow to the people all around us. So, Lord, I just pray your blessing on us here this morning and that, Lord, truly we would be love builders. In Jesus' name, amen.